a long time ago on a spinner rack far, far away. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 21, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, number three. time traveler it's uh you and me a time machine and some comic books and we are going to go back in time to talk about godzilla king of the monsters and some special guest stars in this episode godzilla number three from october 1977 as you know all of them issue two didn't leave me with very high hopes about the godzilla series and so i honestly i can enjoy bad comics. I can enjoy bad movies. I can enjoy juvenile fun. I can enjoy something that's meant for kids that's good. And I think it's safe to say that Last Issue was meant to be juvenile fun, meant for kids. Uh, that's what Mensch wanted, right? Uh, that's what he wanted. He wanted to do something that would pull in the kids. But then he also was talking about how it would have crossover appeal and, and it'd be something for the older set, too. So, I I don't know. I I mean, they were also going to use this to kind of uh, explore the Marvel Universe for people who wouldn't know the Marvel Universe. And so this would be what they're doing here, issue three. Uh, Now, does it it work? Is it a comic for older readers and younger readers? Well, we'll find that out later on. But uh, we've got uh, Doug Bench, who's the writer. Herb Trimpey, who's the artist. Tony Dezuniga, the anchor. Wool and Watanabe, the letterers, two letterers on this, Don Warfield, the colorist, and Archie Goodwin, the editor. And as I said before, this is one of those issues where they're definitely trying to expand the reader's understanding and knowledge and familiarity with the Marvel Universe by bringing in some Marvel characters, not just Dum Dum Dugan, and not just Gabe, and not just shield with nick fury but we've got the champions here uh the champions uh, the title of, of the the book is a tale of two saviors and we'll get i don't really understand how that works uh no one really does any saving here they they do some well they just don't Let's just put it this way. The champions and the shields are not put in their best light here. And I understand that the champions, this month, they didn't have an issue out. And following this, there were only going to be one or two more champions issues. And so as I'm looking at this, I'm just thinking to myself, this did not do them much good for their numbers, putting them in a Godzilla book. But starting with the cover, though, I love the cover. I love the cover. It says to challenge the champions. And you have Godzilla's face in the background as he's peeking over some sort of um, 
uh, I think they're on a bridge, probably the Golden Gate Bridge, which is what we're, we're in San Francisco for this. Angel's flying, and he's kind of yelling and shouting excitedly. Uh, Iceman, he's he's got his ice ramp that he's sliding up, which defies all physics, but it's okay because then they used it to nice effect on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And God, uh, Godzilla, he's he doesn't care about these two guys. Uh, Hercules picked up a chunk of the bridge and has thrown it at Godzilla's face, man. And then you have Black Widow who's lying there helplessly on the ground. And honestly, Black Widow is the only character there who's acting realistically. I, I, I don't think the boys get quite how helpless the situation is here. If I was Angel, I would not be flying toward Godzilla unless I was flying to try and pull someone out of his teeth. Uh, you know, maybe Angel could rescue someone from Godzilla, but to actually think that you could do any good there? No. And Iceman? Pal. Buddy. Friendo. What are you doing? You actually think you can zap Godzilla with your ice and do... Well, yeah. You do think that, don't you? Hercules, there's a little bit of realism there. I mean, he is a demigod, but uh, yeah, but I still love the cover because it's got some of my favorite Marvel characters and it's got Godzilla and of all the issues I would like to own from this essential edition, this is the one, this is the one I might come across another one and I've only read three, but this is the one. So inside we have our opening splash and Big G is standing right by the the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, and the Coast Guard is there, and they're trying the police rather they're in their police boats. They're trying to figure out what to do about things, which really, guys, you can't really do too much about it. Uh, I do have to bring this up though. Godzilla, he's there. He's standing by the Golden Gate Bridge. He's not going past it. He's not pushing through it. He's not going under. He's not doing anything. He's just right next to it. And I'm reminded of the new Godzilla movie, which I, I kind of enjoyed. I actually kind of liked. But that's an argument for another day. Anyway, the police don't know what to do. And so what, what are they going to do? Well, they decide to shoot him with their machine guns. I, I don't know exactly what they think is going to happen. The comic book definitely uh, is not forgiving to them of doing this. Godzilla destroys their boats. Then you cut to... The champion skyscraper. And here you have Hercules and, and Black Widow. They're sharing a little quiet time. And it seems like there's some sort of romantic inclinations here. I, I'm not sure. But Hercules is definitely trying to reveal some feelings about Black Widow. I don't know about love, but there's definitely some feelings going on there. So <clears throat> they see there, there's an alarm that goes off in the computer room. So they run in there and they see a news report on their big screen TV computer thing that shows Godzilla standing by the Golden Gate Bridge. Now, the champions, they're in Los Angeles, you know, just a few hours drive, depending on traffic. And so, you know, why, why wouldn't they do something about this? Who else is going to do something about this? Now, it's just Black Widow and Hercules. They're getting ready to go. But as they get ready to leave, Angel and, and Iceman walk in and uh, Black Widow says, Angel, Iceman, where are the others? And Iceman says, I don't know about Ghost Rider Widow, but Darkstar is out doing her dash dash. Never mind, Bobby, the four of us will have to do. Come on, I'll explain in the Champs Craft. Now, the Champions is a team that really, honestly, I can't believe that it lasted as long as it did. Uh, it's an interesting concept, and it was an interesting 
uh, it was interesting reading some of the background information about where the champions came from and, and some of the restrictions that were put on them because it turned it started out as something where they wanted it to just be like a uh, a road trip kind of thing. You know, uh, Angel and Iceman, while they're not in the X Men magazine doing having new adventures there, they were going to have adventures, you know, going across the nation or something <laughs> together. They were going to be champions together. I don't know exactly what it would have been t- called, but then the restrictions were put on them. You need a character who has his own book to be in this team. You need a woman on this team. You need a character who doesn't have his own book on this team and all these kind of restrictions. And, and I hope actually uh, to do a, an episode about the champions. Again, I don't have the issues. I have issue number one somewhere in my collection that I got just because it had Angel and Hercules on the cover. But um, beyond that, I don't have the Essential Edition, which I, I would like to. Anyway, um, they decide they're going to go and they're going to take care of Hercules. So they get in the Champs craft and they, they head on their way. Meanwhile, back up at Seattle where they last saw Godzilla, the Helicarrier is still in Seattle and Dum Dum Dugan is howling mad, my friends. And he says, that stinking monster's already made us look like monkeys twice now. And that's three and, and three strikes is all you get in Papa Dugan's book. And you have to remember, other than Godzilla, this is Papa Dugan's book. This is Dum Dum's book. So they find out that Godzilla is in San Francisco. And so you have the helicarrier turn around and it's going to head to San Francisco. At the bridge, the, the champions launch into action. <laughs> Uh, Big G turns around from the bridge, heads towards Fisherman's Wharf, uh, where police then open fire on him there. And while they open fire, that causes his tail to twitch, and Angel happens to be flying nearby, so he gets hit by by Godzilla's tail. And that's pretty much all the action you're going to get from Angel, which is disappointing to me, because I think I said this before, Angel is my favorite X-Man, one of my favorite characters of all time. I, I like a lot of things about him. He's knocked unconscious, but here is where, oh my goodness, this is, this is where, this is where the book becomes worth the price of admission because Godzilla, he's not actively going after Angel. He accidentally hit him with his tail and now he's about to accidentally step on him. But Hercules is right there. Hercules runs. The foot comes down. Hercules is holding the foot of Godzilla on his shoulders. I mean, this is Atlas stuff, you know, Atlas holding up the world. This is Hercules saying, I'll hold it for you to give you a break. This is, this is Hercules being Hercules, the Hercules of myth, the man who is part God. This is awesome because then you turn the page and you get one of the best page turns in this book. (laughs) It's a splash page of Hercules, tiny in the bottom corner, tossing up Godzilla's foot and flipping Godzilla back, leveling four blocks. It says four square blocks of evacuated buildings are immediately flattened. I'm glad it was evacuated. But oh my goodness, I love this page. I want this comic book in color. And instead I have it in this black and white essential edition and it still is just making me cheesily grin as I see that page. It is awesome. Oh my God versus Godzilla. Hercules versus versus the big G. And if that's what this comic is going to be, this is going to be awesome. This the super strong insect battling the gigantic monster as he 
dodges blows from the creature's feet and fire breath and tries to punch and tries to pull. And this would be Hercules straining with all of his might. This could be so awesome. Spoiler warning, it's not. Uh, It's all downhill from here. And when I say downhill, it is a speedy, speedy, steep hill that we are sliding down right now when S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up. Dum Dum wants to drop a trap on Godzilla called Electromagnet. Yes. Kind of cool. Uh, The picture of it looks like... um, like a fishnet bra or something. I don't know. But he's he's standing there and he's like, we're going to do this. We're going to drop it on them. And then he sees on the screen, there's the champions. And now he's all mad because our superheroes here and superheroes shouldn't be here. And so he orders the attack. And then we cut to Tony Stark um, halfway across the country. Uh, we have our, our uh, supporting cast, the scientists from Japan, including Rob... The Kenny, who, as they're looking around, um, he, he, as, as the others are being shown around and they're talking about, you know, there's our computer systems. We're going to use this. It's going to be great. Stark International is going to help you out. Rob Takaguchi, he says to himself, the security here will not be too difficult. Rob, why do you have to be such a Kenny? Anyway. Back to the battle. They try their plan. They're going to drop these electrified nets on Godzilla. But uh, Dum Dung, he's, he's, he's got his flying tricycle bikey thing. And he's flying up to give the orders. He's telling the amateurs to get out of the way. These guys aren't amateurs, by the way. I mean, this is Black Widow, Hercules, and two X-Men. But um, Angel flies by, and it causes Dum Dum to go off track. He flies his thing into Godzilla's mouth and he jumps out just in time and Angel's able to help him out but Godzilla falls into the water disappears and then rises up out of the water right under the San Francisco bridge that's poor poor planning I'm really this whole thing just bugs me I mean shield looks like idiots Angel looks like an idiot Iceman freezes Godzilla's head of course that doesn't do anything They're going to drop the nets, but then they notice that Hercules is swimming out to meet Godzilla in the San Francisco Bay. So they call off the attack, but he calls it off at the wrong time. And so now the nets are falling, but they're going to fall in the wrong place. Hercules goes under the water, picks up a piece of the Golden Gate Bridge, throws it at Godzilla. Godzilla just ducks, literally ducks. The bridge flies over his head and it hits the helicarrier and the helicarrier then dives into the san francisco bay honestly honestly i'm expecting the uh benny benny hill music to to start playing that you know kind of i mean this is just clown shoes man this is clown shoes this is poor writing i mean i understand they want to have conflict between the two groups but come on Come on, Hercules accidentally sinking the helicarrier and crashing it into the bay. Oh, by the way, another uh, you know thing we've, we're seeing in, in movies. This Godzilla comic book here is is predicting Captain America: Winter Soldier and Godzilla. It's predicting 2014 in in big summer blockbuster movies. So it crashes in, and there's just some weird stuff going on now, where you have Godzilla squeezes 
part of the, the helicarrier. And it says then, without hate, and almost playfully in fact, his claws close around one of the helicarrier's dorsal fins. It crumples with a weary groan. Later, one of the crew will liken the curious gesture to that of a wistful uncle tweaking his cute nephew's button nose. The crewman, it should be noticed, or it should be no- mentioned, is far more perceptive than anyone suspects, including himself. And now, almost shrugging, or so it seems, Godzilla turns his back on the chaos. That same crewman will later claim the big lug looked like he was bored with the whole mess. And he just walks away. And, of course, Dum-Dum can't go after him. This is the third strike, by the way, Dum-Dum. And it's your book. What's going on here? And it's just, then we get a G.I. Joe knowing is half the battle moment, where we get the moral of the story. And Dum-Dum's yelling, you see... You see what your costume clowns have done? We just blew the bridge and the helicarrier and Godzilla's walking away from it without a scratch. And Gabe says, easy, dum-dum. Wasn't just the champion's fault. The rap hangs on all of us. Angel says, yeah, we all acted like kids. And as a result of our juvenile competition, we lost sight of the real adversary. Gabe, back to Gabe. Let's just chalk it up as a lesson for the future, dum-dum, and get the helicarrier into the hangar. Dum-Dum finally says, Ah, you're probably glad Godzilla got away again, Jones. You've gone soft on the blasted monster. (laughs) After the two groups have separated, a somewhat mystified Iceman will ask, Now what do you mean by that? The Black Widow will philosophically reply, Who knows? But the other one was right about this being a lesson. We still have much to learn about being a team. Let's go home, champions, without taking our name too seriously. Yeah, champions, you've got two more issues. I don't think you're really going to learn your lesson from this before you have it. Well, well, I don't think you're going to learn your lesson while you still have a team. Let's put it that way. So, okay. I, (laughs) I like members of the champions. I'm a fan of Black Widow because of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe where, you know, and I talk about Marvel Cinematic Universe on a, another podcast, Welcome to Level 7. I like Hercules because of the Bob Layton uh, miniseries that take place in the future. future. Future Hercules is a very, very fun title to me. Angel, Iceman, they're part of my team of five X-Men that I think of when I think of X-Men, and Angel is my favorite of all of them. Godzilla, I like him. And Hercules throwing Godzilla is worth the price of admission to me but the juvenile antics the the shenanigans you know that should have been accompanied by yakety sacks i mean this is this this just isn't good this isn't good uh, <laughs> now maybe i'm bitter here maybe i'm bitter because angel just got hit by a tail and that makes dumb dumb crash his bike thing into godzilla's mouth and uh, maybe that's it uh, but herc has one good move and then turns into a complete idiot He's impulsive, yes. He's vain, yes. Sometimes he acts without thinking, yes. But here it was just too much. And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe he, maybe the characterization was spot on. I'm not real familiar with Hercules in the actual, uh, you know, continuity at this time in in Marvel's publishing. But a simplistic story with a simplistic moral. Uh, Yes, Hercules throws Godzilla, but I can't recommend this to someone to read. I just... uh. However, it's better than what comes next. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, What Ifs and Elseworlds, The Six Million Dollar Man and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time. Next episode, The Human Fly, number two. I'm not above some scatological humor every now and again. And so, yes, number two. It's a prophecy.